0: Maybe even you feel like, I, I've never, I'm not a church person, I've never been a church person, or I made this mistake, or that mistake, or my, my dad did this, or my mom did this, or whatever. We feel like our family, our association, our friends, our lifestyle has a, a bearing on that, has an effect on that. No, what we learn learned is that God loves you. God loves you. Now, it's the one true living God who's worthy of great respect, of worship, of the best of our energy in submitting to His will. But we also can't escape in the Scripture this very clear message that God loves you. God cares about you. And if if we're not careful, we can go through life and drift from this being real to us. Like profoundly shaping us and so I just felt like this summer, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, spending some time talking about this, I wanted to just bring us back to this place of hey, love in your relationship with God is essential, is priority. And I want you to hear God loves you. God loves you. Last Sunday, we talked a little bit about our response. We should receive God's love. It should have an impact on us. It should, should register with us. And then in turn, we love God. It's a response. God loved us first. And we should love God. Love God with the best of our energy. And not let that get hampered, limited, stopped, intimidated, By any kind of unhealthy focus on our mistakes or who or what we are. Now, obviously, where we've done wrong, that needs to be addressed, right? That's why God sent His Son Jesus, a miracle, in virgin birth, lived a human life, tempted in every way that we have been, yet He didn't sin, He didn't make those mistakes. He took our sin on Himself, sacrificed for us, was put to death. On the third day, God raised him from the dead, proving he accepted that payment for sin. Why? God's grace. God giving you love that you didn't deserve. But God didn't do all of that for us to relate to him out of legalism. He did all of that so that we could recognize our need for his love, confess where we've been wrong, ask his forgiveness, and then turn away from it. And focus on Him. Receive that love. Let that be the focus. So that then everything in our life comes out of a thank you. Thank you, God. I love you, God. One thing that is so helpful for us is to have a daily time where we pause. Have some relationship time with God.
1: And one thing that can help
0: us get a gauge on where we're at in this loving relationship with God is to just say out loud in your praying time, God, I receive Your love for me. God, I love You. God, I love You. Just even saying that out loud in your private daily relationship time with God can be very beneficial Very helpful for us. So we looked at this passage. We know it so well that Jesus' followers said, we've embraced it heart and soul. This love that comes from God. I don't know what you went through this week. I don't know what's on your mind today. My desire is that you would embrace God's love for you heart and soul. Embrace it. Receive it. It'd be a mistake not to. Jesus' followers said, we love each other because He first loved us. It's connected. So Jesus came, the Son of God. Son of God. We have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. It's welcoming us into this loving relationship, the love that they have for each other. We're welcomed into that. And this truth extends... When we consider, hey, we, like all y'all in this room, we love each other because God first loved us. We love each other because God first loved us. That was the starting point. That's the origin. That's what shapes us. That's what gives us that direction. 1 John chapter 4, a chapter that's so helpful with these truths we're talking about. Verse 19, we are going to love Love and be loved. First we were loved. Now we love. He loved us first. It's this invitation. Get into this loving relationship with God. This life-changing loving relationship with God. I'm talking about something to give yourself to and then God does the thing. You just can't help it. It brings change. It brings you to a better place. It helps reveal who God created you to be. It helps you to know God and be known. It helps you to receive love and give love. God loves you. So we love God, and we love people. It sounds really simple, but it's not, is it? It sounds really simple, but we can find it difficult. We especially find it difficult when we try it in our own strength. We especially find it difficult when we're not drawing first and foremost on God as the source of that love. When we're drawing on God as the source of the love first, letting God's love transform us, loving God with the best of our energy, that's where the difficulty comes. And that's why this month we're talking about it. And I would really hope that you would, uh, whether it be on one of the podcast Outlets or cityharborchurch.com slash messages that you would listen to the last three messages and just talking about this and trying to unpack it a little bit more for your benefit. A few weeks ago, gave a handout with a bunch of Scriptures on this truth. I think it's helpful for us. So today, let's focus for the next few minutes on loving people. Because you can't escape it in Scripture. There's a call for Jesus' followers to love other people. Remember, we're talking about the agape love word, which is a sincere, high value on a person or high regard for a person. That kind of love that is faithful, patient, kind, gracious, and selfless. That's what's described as the way God loves us and the way that we should in turn love God and the way that we should then in turn love other people. That's the word that's used. So let's look at this interaction that Jesus has with God. A religious person who's trying to find out, hey, what things do I need to do that will get me to heaven? This religious leader said, teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? That they're referring to as their highest scriptures, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. What's the most important commandment? Jesus replied from Deuteronomy 6, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. All your heart, all your soul, all your mind. Love God. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. And this would have been revolutionary in its time. Jesus says the second is love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets. Jesus goes further. You're talking about the first five books. I'm talking about all of it. When we look at all of it, it's all based on these two commandments. Love God with the best that you've got and love other people in the same way you take care of yourself. That's Jesus' word. Jesus puts it out there. Jesus draws people to himself. Jesus says, God is not willing. God doesn't want anyone to perish. He wants everyone to come, be changed, and receive God's love That Jesus, that inclusive Jesus, is saying something that feels impossible if we're honest. Are you with me? Right? If we're really honest, if we really think about it deeply, to love God with the best of our energy and love other people in the same way we take care of ourselves. So it is simple, it is profound, it is powerful. And I think the truth of the matter is, is that anything in our lives, when we look at our world, our our personal world, our homes, our workplace, our school, the city, whatever it is, and we yearn to see change, I think that most of that change is not possible without this as a foundation. We must be changed and shaped by this truth so that then other people can be changed and shaped by this truth. God loves you. In response, love God and love people. So today, let's talk a little bit about our heart condition towards other people, right? Jesus says this, if you love me, show it by doing what I've told you. What Jesus is saying is let your motive for whatever your earnest activities are in your life, to do something good in your life for God, let your motive be love. Let your motive be love. The truth of the matter is that a lot of people say would identify themselves as being spiritual. And a lot of people identify themselves as a Jesus follower with some sort of vocabulary. But I think our world would look a lot different if all those people had this kind of love as their motive. Heart condition. What is my heart condition? And that that really is getting into spiritual change, which can be kind of hard to define. So I'm going to put some words on the screen to try to help us define it. As we place a loving relationship with God at the center of our lives, we are changed for the better. Then we will be giving the Holy Spirit more opportunities to bring about spiritual growth in us. We see scripture where love is seen as a result of that. And let me just go a little deeper to help explain what I'm talking about. We go from a place of saying this, if we're honest about ourselves. I know about God's agape love, but a mixture of selfish eros love rules me. If I'm honest, some of my attitudes, some of my words, some of my decisions are more shaped by a mixture with some selfishness. And that's it's a very normal place, even though we can be forgiven of our sins and pure in the eyes of God, we may still have some mixture, particularly in our heart condition and in our motives. We might find ourselves falling back on old, old thinking, old feeling. And what we're going towards as we're led by the Spirit, as we just enter this love relationship with God and choose to be led by the Spirit, is where we can genuinely say this about our heart condition. As we receive God's love, as I receive, I was sorry, my grammar was a little confused. <laughs> as, God, as I receive God's love and then set my love on God, agape love shapes me, and selfishness is pressed out. Selfishness is pressed out. Just a way that I'm trying to help describe. A spiritual change. Certainly when we receive the grace of God, we're changed in an instant. And there's also a spiritual growth process we read about in Scripture, and it has more to do with this than a lot of things we spend time and energy on. It's pressing out. It's purifying. Like turning on the hose out on the lawn and letting all that lukewarm water get out so that you get to the cold water. I want to be changed by the love of God, which is pure, which is pure. So God loves you, love God, love people, that's the focus. Remember, God's love for you is compassionate, merciful, faithful, forgiving, patient, and kind. Where do we get that idea? Well, 1 Corinthians 13, 4-7, which helps us understand this God kind of love, this agape love. Love is, agape love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. It keeps no record of being wronged. You could flip that to the opposite and describe me in years past. I was the opposite of those things. But God kind of love, that's what it's described. Wow, that's different. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always helpful, and endures through every circumstance. Faithful, patient, kind. I'm so glad that, as I stand here today, that when I think about our church family, I can quickly think of a bunch of examples of how this kind of love is seen in our church. And we we see in scripture, you know, love can be seen by the actions that it prompts, right? So love is an actions, actions are an evidence, right? But we help each other move. I mean, I don't know about you, but like the process of moving, I do not enjoy. But when you have people helping you move, whoa. Like we help each other move. In this church, when people get sick, we take food. We prepare food. We take food to each other.
1: We have many
0: examples of how we in this church have shown love to each other. And it brings me great joy to think about that. Like what I'm talking about today is not a new concept. I'm not talking about something that is not evident in our church. It's helpful to have a reminder. And I would also suggest that we can experience this more deeply. And I would also suggest, particularly with what the last two years have been like, that there's been some challenges to us loving each other in our heart condition and in the actions. And when you get beyond what some people would call the honeymoon period of a relationship with somebody else, you get behind past that, we're just getting to know each other, we see all the positive things about each other, I look around the room and most of the people in the room that have been in this church more than five years, many of us more than 10 years. Then we start to notice the things about each other we don't enjoy. And it's a very human thing for that love to erode, to fade. And we also have an enemy that wants to bring damage to our relationships with each other does so primarily through deception. So we need to name and be clear about the fact that even in our church family, loving each other is something that needs attention. And here's what I do. I make it a part of my spiritual checkup. And I have a few different ways. I'm going to get into all the details today. I have a number of ways that I do this. I have a way once a year that's really in-depth. I have a way once every three months that's also in-depth. And I have monthly and weekly ways in which I do this. As a part of my spiritual checkup, I ask God the Holy Spirit to help me see how is my heart conditioned towards you? Chiquetta, Dan, Christina, Abby, Chris... I ask the Holy Spirit, help me see what is my heart condition, and everyone else, how is my heart conditioned towards you? And when I give God the Holy Spirit the time and space to speak to me about anything that offends Him that's in my heart, I'm able to then see it, confess it is wrong, turn from it, and ask for God's help. That's where I'm able to ask for God's help. And I know that over the last couple of years, we've had some bumps in the road. And I know that there's some people that are still fellowshipping in this church. And one of the main reasons why is because I have apologized. <laughs> if we in our relationships have received grace from God, it becomes easier to not be proud to a point where we can't apologize and make changes. And if I'm asking God for His help, and I'm being changed by receiving God's love for me, then it's a whole lot easier for me to love God with the best of my energy and then give God's love to you. It's my love as well, but it's sourced from, its power is in, its strength is in the love that God has for you. So it's not fake, it's not, it changes how I feel about you, it changes how I think about you. I know this might sound really personal today, but I want you to understand why we're in this series of talks. We want to receive God's love, be changed by it, and then let that change change how we relate to each other. And if that is happening, then our relationships become healthier, better, life-changing in positive ways, more enjoyable. We get the rocks out of the well. We get the stuff out of the way. The Song of Solomon, the little foxes that come to tear and and bring damage to. That makes it easier for us to have the courage, the boldness to repair the relationships and give more. More love in the relationships. And after everything we've gone through politically and COVID and all these other things over these last couple years, I hear the Holy Spirit saying to us that this is where He wants us to be. In the love of God. And thankfully, it's not a Ben idea because it's all through the scripture. It's in pretty much Every book of the New Testament, everything we see that is spoken to what the local church is supposed to be doing, it's in this love. This love is inseparable from it. You can't take that spiritual life, you can't separate this agape love from that spiritual life and it still be what it's described as in the scripture. So what I'm suggesting is give some spiritual time for it. And check this out. Here's the good news. Listen, I know it might... It might sound challenging. But check this out from Ephesians chapter 4, verse 23. Let the Spirit make new my thinking and feeling. If right now you're feeling any sort of guilt or shame or anything that's negative that's coming to the surface, here's the good news God wants to help. God wants to help. So let's pray. Right now. Let's pray right now. And here's what I want to do. I want to give you the space to receive God's love for you, to love God, and to have a spiritual checkup about your heart condition towards the other people in this church. And anything that's negative that comes to the surface, if it's something that you identify as, as wrong on your end, to just confess that before God right now, ask God to forgive you, make a commitment to turn away from it, and ask for God's help here now in this moment, like Ephesians 4.23, ask the Holy Spirit to make new your thinking and your feeling towards other people, right? Because God helps you and wants to help you. So let's pray. thank you God thank you God that you loved us first by sending Jesus to make a way for what is impossible on our end in our own strength you've made it possible that we could receive your grace we can be in relationship with you that you can give us a new spiritual heart a cleansing that that we could receive your love Lord, I ask, would You please help each of us receive Your love. Receive Your love and be changed by it. Lord, would You please, as right now, we just pray and confess anything that's wrong. Help us to turn from it. And Lord, would You get anything that's in the way, out of the way of our relationship with You. Of loving You with the best of our energy. Just remove anything that's in the way of us loving you with the best of our energy. And God, as we take a moment to think about our heart condition towards each other, our agape love towards each other, we thank you for all the good that has happened, all the good ways we have loved each other. And God, we just say, Lord, help us to see if there's anything in our hearts that's getting in the way of us loving each other. Lord, would you help us to identify what changes we need to make? God, would you help us with your love as the source? Love each other even more with this agape love. Help us to love each other in the same way we take care of ourselves. Thank you, God, that your love, it's a miracle. Not out of our strength, it's a miracle. We thank you that your love is powerful. We love you, God. We thank you for the change you're even bringing about in us. In Jesus' name, amen. One of the reasons why we really make an effort to not overschedule our church is so that you have the energy and the time to build relationships with each other. And where I think we can grow in loving each other more is by connecting here on Sundays and in our small groups. And I know that there can be a lot of things that can become obstacles to participating in small groups. But I do hear from the Spirit and sense that we can enjoy loving each other more. The easiest way for those relationships to grow deeper is with that midweek small group. And right now it's every other week between on Zoom and in person. And this past week was on Zoom and this coming week is in person you need any help with how to participate in that, please reach out to us. But we want to go deeper in our love for each other, with the spirit shaping, making new the way that we think and the way that we feel. When I think about this kind of love, I'm reminded of my my dad. My dad is a a natural athlete, 6'2", an all-state champion in basketball, baseball, and scholarships and things and I'm not shorter. I am shorter. I'm, I'm not naturally, didn't have that natural hand-eye coordination and one of the things that I got into was uh, skateboarding and I remember my dad taking me on a trip with him once uh, in the summer to D.C. from Portland where I grew up. It was a big deal and we, we went and did some of the things uh, that he thought would you know, it would be exciting, which I did enjoy some of the tourist things in D.C. And then had a day where he took me so I could go skateboarding at a couple different spots. And there was, sure enough, there were other skaters there. I'm enjoying, enjoying riding. all of a sudden I stop and I look over and I see my dad at the edge of the, the area there watching me. And it just occurs to me that this is love. Not selfish. Not selfish love. Faithful, patient, and kind love. It it, it gives me a glimpse of the way that God loves us. And I'm so thankful in this church for the way that we extend it to each other. Some of you have done practical things for us this week. It was like, really impacted me. Wow. Like, it just just keeps going. The way that we love each other in this church and the way we meet needs in our city, it's a part of who we are. So what should we do? Let me wrap up with some practical suggestions. Just a few today. What should we do in response to this? Well, one... I hope after our time of prayer today, it's easier for you. Spend some time this week to reflect on the truth that we've been learning, that we've been focusing on, and consider what should change your agape love heart condition towards other people, particularly the people in this church, as a good starting point. Reflect on the truth and consider what should change. I I really encourage, as I mentioned in this message, for this to be something between you and God because we can tend to beat ourselves up and make a long, complicated list and God the Holy Spirit's not really thinking about the whole list. And so we can sometimes get paralyzed from action by having this long, complicated list and God's really just kind of focused on one simple thing. But reflect on the truth and consider what should change. Number two, ask God for help in showing heartfelt love for people. We talked about this practically during this message. Spend time to reflect. Spend time to make a list. And then ask God for help. Ask God for help in showing people heartfelt love. Number three, this is a really good practical one that I, has affected me positively so much, which I have done as it relates to everybody here and those on the road this week. Write down what you value about other people. Write down what you value about other people. Write it down. See, without God's love, what seems to come naturally to me is just you know kind of having a list about what I value about me. I love me some me, right? With God's love, as God's love changes me, what starts to become a whole lot easier is to value others. In a healthy way, not in, enmeshed in each other in unhealthy ways, but in a healthy way. And one thing that I find that really helps is to spend a little time reflecting on what you value about other people. Lastly, share the journey. Now this, as you've been hearing me say these past four Sundays, this includes in your relationship time with each other, being open and honest about how it's going. Being open and honest about where you're at in the journey, being open and honest about it, and sharing where you're at, and sharing what steps you're taking. That kind of honesty takes courage, but it really helps. It really helps this go deeper, it really helps it make a difference. And what it also does is it sets up a healthy, genuine opportunity for you to tell the other person what you value about them. And if we start to share with each other in a healthy, genuine way what we value about them, love, God's love is really getting deeper and stronger in our relationships. And check this out. If that's happening, all of our gatherings become a place where there's contagious loving grace in the place. And people, no matter what you might think their objection to Christianity might be, People that detect that you have relationships, a place and time where there's this kind of genuine, heartfelt, life-giving, agape love that's happening, that's contagious in a good way. It's something they want to be around. It's something that they want to participate in. I hope those practical steps are helpful to you today. Thank you for being here. I know it's warm in this room. Going to be working on that going forward in the future. God loves you. Let me close in prayer today. Thank you. Thank you, God, that you lead with love. You saved us because you love us. You change us with your love. You give us the opportunity to give love to you and each other. Lord, I pray. As each person turns to you and asks for your help, asks for the Holy Spirit to make newer thinking and feeling, that we would really, truly experience that spiritual strength that comes from it. Thank you, God, for who you are, for what you're doing in our relationships. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being here today. We love each of you, appreciate each of you so much. Grace and peace to you. Have a great week.